This film is Lit, the podcast where we finally settle the score on one simple question. Is the book really better than the movie? I'm Brian. I have a film degree, so I watch the movie, but don't read the book. And I'm Katie. I have an English degree, so I do things the right way and read the book before we watch the movie. Look, some of us are lazy, all right? If by lazy you mean wrong. Prepare to be wowed by our expertise and charm as we dissect all of your favorite film adaptations and decide whether the silver screen or the written word did it better. So turn it up, settle in, and get ready for spoilers. Because guess what? This film is lit. The back of the DVD case calls it a bolt of family fun. Katie calls it easily one of the worst film adaptations I've ever seen. It's Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief, and this film is lit. Hello and welcome back to the second episode of This Film is Lit. I'm your host, Brian, joined by my other host, Miss Katie. Tonight, we're talking about the 2010 film, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, colon, The Lightning Thief. Katie, why are we talking about this movie? Slash book. This adaptation, I would use that word loosely, um, is easily, easily on my personal top five worst adaptations ever. Yeah. That I've ever seen. This is a terrible adaptation. I'll just get that right out of the gate immediately. Yeah. So it's it's not it's not good. So so, so I'm going to go on a limb and say we can go spoilers. You're going to say the book's better than the movie. I am going to say the book's better than the movie. Okay. Wow, we ruined the whole ending. Let's get into some of our segments and start off with. Everybody's favorite segment. I don't know. Maybe it is. It's my, one of my favorite segments because I get to play a game. It's Guess Who. All right, Katie, let's do it. Let's quiz me. I'm going to... I got... So far, my record, I'm one for three was last time. Let's see if I can do yes. better. How many we got total? Um, We're going to do three. All right. I like it. I'm going to get two this time. Um, We could have done more, probably, except they cut a lot of characters out. Mm. So Interesting. We'll get to that. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll get there. there. We'll get there. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Character one. He had put on weight. He looked like a tuskless walrus in thrift store clothes. He had about three hairs on his head, all combed over his bald scalp, as if that made him handsome or something. Okay, so my initial my initial immediate guess, just based on... It's not... Nobody in the movie looks like this, from what I remember. But my initial guess, based on character, is going to be Hades. And I'm going to final guess Hades. You're going to final guess Hades. Yeah. It's not Hades. No. Who is it? Um, It's Gabe, the stepfather. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you forget about him? Yeah, I did. <laughs> He's in a... Like, my thinking with Hades was... So in, in the movie, Hades is kind of like a washed up rocker. Mm-hmm. Is how he's portrayed like when he's in human form or, you know, 
yeah. person man form. And so I was thinking maybe it was a, yeah, no, that's totally it. Shit. <laughs> I feel stupid now. That's super obvious. All right. Well, you're one for four now, but you know. Well, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm 0 for 1. I mean, I'm not, totally. I'm not, I, I don't, because once we start doing this down the road, I'm not going to remember what my total that's, running score is. Maybe I would if I just do it every time. I might keep remembering. Anyways. We could get a chalkboard and keep a tally. There we go. I like that. We need to, we need to do that because I want to okay. know overall how I do. Unless it gets too depressing, then. <laughs> well, maybe you'll have better luck with All right. some of the Second other. one. All right. Character number two. She was probably my age, maybe a couple of inches taller, and a whole lot more athletic looking. With her deep tan and her curly blonde hair, she looked almost exactly what I thought a stereotypical California girl would look like, except her eyes ruined the image. They were startling gray, like storm clouds. Pretty, but intimidating. Okay, well this seems obvious, and so I'm just going to go with the obvious. It's Athena, or not Athena, um, uh, Annabeth? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Annabeth. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's gotta be Annabeth. Now in the movie, her eyes are blue. Yeah, her but... eyes are blue, and she's brunette. Yeah, but I that, it, that was a very... Right, Spot which, on. I mean, the, the brunette thing, not a huge deal. Um, her eyes are gray because Athena is gray-eyed. Yeah. I and guess they, they just did that because they didn't want to Photoshop, or like, not yeah. Photoshop, but CGI, or have her wear contacts yeah, the whole movie, so they were just like... contacts, or, you know, maybe they just didn't care. Yeah, that too. About That's also true, which it seems like, based on the... or... <laughs> based on how you feel about this, that might be <laughs> more true. Character number three. Then the door creaked open, and standing in front of us was a tall Middle Eastern woman. At least, I assumed she was Middle Eastern, because she wore a long black gown that covered everything but her hands, and her head was completely veiled. Her eyes glinted behind a curtain of black gauze, but that was about all I could make out. Her coffee-colored hand looked, hands looked old, but well manicured and elegant. You can so keep reading as long as you want, but I, I know imagine who this is. <laughs> she was a grandmother who had once been a beautiful lady. Oh, wow! The end threw me for a loop. Yeah, I still feel pretty confident based on the rest of the description okay. that this is Persephone. But uh, let's see. I'm just let's do some due diligence here. No, it's it's Persephone. They just sexed her up for the movie. They made her younger. It's Persephone. That's your final answer. That's my final answer. It's Medusa. Oh, what? Well, they sexed her up for the movie, too. Yeah, that's true. Shit. They cast it's Uma Thurman. Yeah. I, what yeah. threw me was everything you said sounded like Rosario Dawson. One, the door opens and she like mm-hmm, she's there. Mm-hmm. That's how we're not introduced mm-hmm, to Medusa okay, that way. Right. We're introduced to Persephone that way. Um, but I mean, she said we'll, coffee we'll colored get to Persephone. We'll right, get there. she said something about coffee colored like skin or hands, coffee colored hands, and yeah. and dark dre- black dress. Which mm-hmm. now Medusa was also wearing like a black dress. But I don't know everything about it. I was convinced I knew who this was. I was over here dancing while you were reading, and I was like, Pfft. I know, I, I saw you. <sighs> I thought you were gonna get it. Well, I thought I was too because I that uh, the only thing that threw me at the end was when you said a uh, grandma like that. Or whatever that used to mm-hmm. be beautiful because Persephone's not old. Yeah, and I was worried that the part about her face being covered was going to give it away as Medusa. 
It could have if I would have thought about it more, but I was already convinced I knew who it was based on the first half of the description, so. Oops. One for three again. Hey! (laughs) With this particular book slash movie, there are so many characters that have, like, identifying... Like, Grover has goat legs. Yeah, So obviously if I read a description of a character with goat legs, you're going to be like, oh, that's Grover. It's the dude with the goat legs. (laughs) From the so, from the waist down, he's furry <laughs> goat legs. Oh, hmm, wonder. Hmm, yeah, I'm one for three again. I'm cruising at a solid thirty-three uh, percent. Not going great. Was that in the book? That probably wasn't in the book. Was that in the book? It probably wasn't. Because in this case. Probably everything was Probably not in the was book. Probably was not in the book. All right, let's do it. I have five. All right, I'm ready. And they're big. They're good. This first one isn't so much was that in the book as I bet this was in the book, and I'd be interested. I just kind of want to discuss it. Mm-hmm. Do, in the book, does Grover have crutches and is Chiron in a wheelchair in the mortal world? Yes. Both of them? Yes. Okay. I like that. I think that's cool to an extent. Maybe not. Maybe I think about it now. Maybe I don't like it. I don't know. My thinking was I thought it was kind of cool and uh, inclusive for them to have, like, mm-hmm. even though, but I guess the thing that I, when I think about it makes it not as cool to be, like, inclusive to have, like, uh, disabled or, you know, different, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. But then it's like, they're not. They're just right, they're fine. Not actually <laughs> they're not. They're just they're fine. They're actually, like, superheroes, yeah. basically. So when I think about it, it's actually not as kind of cool and inclusive as it seems on the, like, when I was thinking about it. And I was like, oh, I bet, you know, if you were a kid that had crutches, you'd watch it and be like, yeah. And then it'd be like, well, actually, I'm fine. I got goat legs and I can run like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah. Um. I wasn't surprised. Like I said, I was. I figured that was probably in the book. I just was wondering, so. Yeah, and I, I think there's a similar thing, too. Like, Percy has dyslexia right. and ADD, right. which is also in the book, but it ends up being kind of not. Yeah, again. it's the same thing. Yeah. Where It's it's weird, because, and that's why initially, like, on the surface, when I first thought about it, I was like, oh, it's kind of cool, you know, to have your yeah. main character have ADD, and, and, but it's not, it's not, he just, it's his superpowers, Right. It's, and it's like... I mean, it's kind of almost like paying lip service to yeah. the idea of inclusivity and, as opposed to actually being inclusive. Right, and the weird thing about it, too, is it's like... it, Like, the implication being, like... Like, I guess I get what they were going for, or they potentially were going for. Like, oh, right. look, let's, let's uh, add all these, uh, all these characters have... Um, you know, they're not just normal... They're not, normal's not the right word, but they're not just, um, you know... So like we're, he's gonna have ADD. And he's gonna uh, he's mm-hmm. gonna be dyslexic, but it's not even like a hurdle. Actually, it just turns out that he is like a super god. Right. Like he's a god. And, and I mean, to be fair, I I don't have crutches. I'm not in a wheelchair. Right. I don't have dyslexia. So maybe someone who yeah, that's does fair. would find this empowering. I don't know. I don't know. To me, it I feels wonder. like I said a little bit more like paying lip service yeah. than. Yeah. Actually being inclusive, I, but I could be wrong about that. I agree. That. I agree. Because I, initially I liked it, and then now that the more they think about it, I'm like, I don't know. But again, we're both, you know, yeah. we, we, don't, we don't have that perspective, so who knows. All right. Second one. When they, uh, well, I have a lot about this, but um, <laughs> do they actually fight using metal swords when they're training? 
like actual swords. Yes. Yeah. Are they like cutting each other? Um. In training. Yes. I think I'd have to. I'd have to. No, look but again. I mean, like, I they... mean, I think there might. There's mention of like training, right? Swords, but. Right. I just didn't know if maybe they like for something like that. I kind of just thought like they would use like wooden swords or like I don't know, not actually swords that could cut each other. But I mean, they actually have weapons. Like the capture the flag sequence is in the book technically. Yeah. And they they fight each other with weapons. Yeah. Like there's a character that has like a a whip with an electrical charge and they get down to business. Yeah. And fight each other with actual weapons. They're I mean they're demigods. Yeah. I guess that's fair. And this kind of ties in in a couple to my next one and just in general. I felt like a lot of the training was like of that the fir- of the beginning and the setup was pulled out of this movie because they had to get to the story. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of changes and things that got sped up. Um, he's at the camp, at, at Camp Half-Blood, for a couple weeks. Yeah, that's what I would have yeah, figured. And, and he, in the movie, he's he there for like a day. He's, he's not like a prodigy who okay. immediately knows how to fight. Because that was my number three, was can he just suddenly fight like a boss? No, absolutely Because I not. feel like they shortened this whole training thing, or at least I hope they did, because I fucking hate things where like... Oh, me too. The person just can do the thing. And it and it it would have been cliche, but they could have just as easily done a montage. Yeah. A training mo- every every movie does training montages. Yeah. It would have been nothing new. And they could have done it in a clever way. Yeah. Cuz in this it's literally just he's like, I don't know how I did that. I can fight, I can yeah. sword fight and beat everybody here for no reason. A huge part of the problem that I have with this movie is that it's lazy, and it's dumbed down. Oh, yeah, I could tell that for sure. I could tell that. Because I, well, I gotta be honest, but halfway, three quarters of the movie, I was like, nah, this is, this is fun. I like this yeah. movie. It's fun. It's fine. It's dumb, but it's fun. Like, it's, it, I'm enjoying it. it it's, the ending kind of sucks, but like... And in general, like, the middle when they're going on the, like, doing the, the little, the, the quests, I was like, this mm-hmm. is fun. I like this. So, like, but I could tell for sure that this is, like, the bare bones yeah. plucked, like, yeah. we're ignoring half of the stuff that happens. But, yeah, I really hated that he can just sword fight and can just use his his powers, like, just right. because. No, that's not. So that's not how it works no. in the book. He goes through a. He trains. He has to learn how to use the sword. This couldn't have been in the book. Because I'll be astounded if this is in the book as it is in the movie because it makes no sense. Okay. The shield that Luke gives Percy. Does he give him a shield first no. off? Oh, wow. Okay, so that even is out the window, because I assumed he probably did give him a shield. Well, that changes no. so much. He Holy shit. Him, he gives him the shoes. Okay. No shield. Well, then how the fuck? So they changed that entirely? Oh, how the yes. Okay, we'll get there. But, so that shield doesn't even exist. No. Oh, well, then this ruins my second half, because I, I, my ask, my question was, I assumed he gave him the shield based on how important it is to the story later. Oh, you would think. <laughs> so I assumed that happened, but I was like, there's no way that the shield he gave him did the thing where yeah. it expands, because that serves no purpose. 
like it just looks kind of cool, but yeah, it doesn't yeah, even right. it's not even that much smaller. Like when it's collapsed, it, it drove me crazy. Yeah. When it's collapsed, it's still huge. It's just a it's still like a bulky It's still a huge yeah. chunk of metal. It's just like not quite as wide. Yeah. And, and 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 I feel like well maybe it does something else like maybe he's going to use it to like cut uh, I don't know. Maybe there's some element and uh, and then when he didn't do anything with it, I was like there's no that is totally just for the movie and totally not only just for the movie it's just so they can sell a toy that does um, that yeah. yeah it's so they can put that shot in the trailer where he goes whoa cool and then they can sell that toy to a bunch <laughs> of stupid fucking kids that really annoyed me I was like that's and that's correct me if I'm wrong but wouldn't that damage the structural integrity of a shield yeah no well now i i yeah it would be, it's a completely as a shield it's completely nonsense it's all you know what they also did because they ripped it off from uh i think clash of the titans came out like right uh-huh. before this and they in that i'm pretty sure he has a uh the remake of clash of the titans not the original 1981 clash of the titans he he has a sword that folds open or if there's some oh. no oh uh a star trek 2010 um, he has a sword that folds uh-huh. open, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a similar thing. And I, I was thinking maybe they were going for something like that. I don't know. It's so stupid, yeah, though. Maybe. <sighs> I think you're right, though. I think they wanted to sell a toy. No, that's a hundred percent. I guarantee there's a toy you can buy that, and it spins a thing. But yes, it would it would yeah. ruin the structural integrity. I mean, you can write it off to fucking god magic, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but all right, last one. When they're fighting Medusa, okay. and he uses, and, and he's got, like, reflection, mm-hmm. does he use an iPod? No. <laughs> of course he doesn't, because fucking product placement. Right. That's the only reason Fuck that's... Fuck you, movie. That's the only Fuck reason you. that's in there. I was like, there's 0% chance he uses a fucking iPod. I, I, like, I guarantee in the book it's not like, and then Percy pulled his shiny-backed <laughs> Apple iPod 32 gig from his pocket and... <laughs> No, no, because books have to age yeah. in ways that movies Does he just don't. use, like, a little mirror or something? Or um, what does he I use? think do you, there's... Do I don't remember. There's. I know there's, at some point, there's, like, a like a decorative garden yeah. orb type of thing yeah. that he can see her right. in. Because in the original story, he uses a shield. Right, he can see her reflection in his shield. Yeah, and he uses a shield, because yeah. uh, I, I remember that from the 1981 Clash of the Titans, which is <laughs> a great movie. Go check that out if you've never seen it. Uh, the uh, Medusa in that one is stop motion claymation. Nice. It's a, have you never seen that? No. Oh, we should watch that. It's really entertaining. <laughs> that and uh, Jason and the Argonauts. Have you ever uh-huh. seen that one? No. They're the same. Uh, Harry Her- Her- Harryhausen. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, did all the, but there's like a bunch of claymation in it. And in Jason and the Argonauts, they fight like a giant scorpion. Or no, that's shit. I can't remember. But uh, in Jason and the Argonauts, they fight uh, claymation stop motion skeletons. It's awesome. <laughs> it's those movies are so great. I, I love those. Alright, well that's all I got for was it in the book And guess what, like none of it was in the book <laughs> I Which I you. fully expected A loose <laughs> Shall we say adaptation Quite the adaptation <laughs> Oh boy Let's do it, lost in adaptation right, Let's go So, these are things that uh, I didn't quite understand and thought, maybe this was explained more in the book, because this doesn't really make a lot of sense, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe they just made it up and put it in the movie and it doesn't make sense, which probably is the case in this instance. So, first up, 
Why does his mom go to the camp with him in the beginning if she knows she can't get in? Does that happen in the book? And why does she do that? Sort of. (laughs) Um, So the movie, which I'll grant it, this was probably a good decision from the perspective of turning book to film. Yeah. Because sometimes we got to lose stuff. Yeah. So in the book... They don't go straight from the incident at the museum to running to Camp Half-Blood. There's like a chunk of time in between there where he goes home and he's living at home for a little while. Yeah, that makes sense. The movie also ages the kids up a little bit. Oh, like overall they're older than they are in this? What would you say, like... 15? Yeah, 15 or 16. They're like 12 in the book. They're like... At the cusp of puberty, which makes more sense. Yeah, they're more Harry Potter age. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, it's a tangent. Yeah. So he goes home for a while after the museum incident, and his mom, he and his mom are going to go on a vacation. Yeah. And while they're driving to the destination, that's when the Minotaur Minotaur happens. yeah. Yeah. Okay, so she's just with them. She's right. not, like, taking them to yes. the camp. Because in the movie, they're like, we gotta go here. And yeah. I was like, why did she go if she knows? Now, I guess they weren't expecting to be attacked by a minotaur, but right. still, it seemed weird. I guess she was, a, I don't know, it just seemed weird. I was like, oh, whatever. All right, so that makes more sense. Second one, and this is a big one. They better explain this in the book. Right. How the fuck did Pierce Brosnan, what is, how is he just a dude in a wheelchair when he's a, because, okay, so Grover is a goat man with goat legs, <laughs> but he just wears pants, right? And yeah. crutches to make it so his gait doesn't look weird. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan is a centaur who, when he's in the human world, is just a regular dude in a wheelchair. So, they imply, like, it's not clearly explained, they kind of imply that the wheelchair is, like, more of a big, like thing, like a like a like a, a horse sized wheelchair. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, we could chalk it up to God magic. That's well, and that's what I was wondering if it was just God magic. I think, like, I think we're supposed to chalk it up to God magic. Okay, that's fine. I'm I'm willing to accept that. But for it bothered me that Grover literally like makes sense. He's wearing pants, but he still walks like a. Like a satyr. I opened the book exactly to where wow. they explain it. Wow. I'm magical. Let's do God um, magic. God magic right here. And then he did rise from his wheelchair. But there was something odd about the way he did it. His blanket fell away from his legs, but the legs didn't move. His waist kept getting longer, rising above his belt. At first, I thought he was wearing very long, white velvet underwear, but as he kept rising out of the chair, taller than any man, I realized that the velvet underwear wasn't underwear. It was the front of an animal, muscle and sinew under coarse white fur. And the wheelchair wasn't a chair. It was some kind of container, an enormous box on wheels, and it must have been magic, because there's no way it could have held all of him. Okay, so so there we go. It's TARDIS magic. It's 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 TARDIS magic. It's bigger on the inside. Here we go. Yeah. It's bigger on the inside. All right. I get get that. He's white, though, in the book. Yeah. White fur. White fur. He's brown in the movie. I guess they just thought that looked better, probably. probably. Especially with Pierce Brosnan with dark hair, because he would look weird with white hair. So, that's fine. 
All right. Well, I explain. I was that's that's kind of. I was just wondering. I was like, that. I don't get why where all that horse is. <laughs> Where's all that horse? All right. This. This is a really big one, and it drove me insane. Um, I'm so excited. And I wrote it in two places, but I think it fits here. So they go and they're finding three pearls. They're finding the pearls because that's how they get out of Hades, right? Uh-huh. Let's, we're just talking about the movie here. They follow this map to find these locations to get pearls. And the reason they're getting these pearls mm-hmm. is because they can use them like red slippers and wish their right. way out of Hades. Yes. Now they know they're getting three of them. And there are three of them. And they're going to save his mother. Which makes... If I do my math correctly, four people, mm-hmm. and they never once stop to think, "Hey, we don't have enough pearls." Is that how does that is that how okay. this happens in the book? So remember when I said that the adaptation was lazy and dumbed down? Yeah, the pearls. That's not even a thing. It's not even a thing. That's not even. I, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> how could that not be a thing? It's like what they're doing. The whole movie. Because they changed the whole entire quest. Okay, well, let's get into that then. Let's, why is, what, or, well, I mean, yeah, this is a good enough place as any. Where, what, uh, well, how does, what, what are they okay. doing in the book? So, <laughs> one of my other biggest beefs with this adaptation is that they change everything <laughs> just slightly enough to where it doesn't make sense so they have to keep changing things <laughs> it's like a it's an avalanche yeah. of like oh shit now this <laughs> oh shit now this doesn't make oh shit uh uh well okay now uh oh fuck this is a nightmare <laughs> so basically in the book he's still been accused of having stolen the master lightning bolt. the lightning bolt I would think so, because it's called the Lightning Thief right. still. So. And he doesn't, like... <sighs> Hades never shows up in the fire at the camp. Okay. That's not a thing. Right. So basically, he's going... He thinks that Hades probably has the Master Bolt, if I'm remembering correctly. Right. So he's he thinks he's going to go get it. Okay. And bring it back to Zeus. Okay. And this is actually his official quest. He doesn't, like, sneak out and leave in the middle of the night. They're like, go, like, go yeah, find Like, yeah, this is the... his official quest that he gets. Go find the Master Bolt, assuming you didn't actually steal it. Because right. it's, a lot of people don't believe him. Right. And take it to Zeus, and you have to get it there by summer solstice. Okay. Um, now, there are, at one point, pearls that allow them to travel. Okay, so they But they least... don't come from Persephone, and they're not looking for them as yeah. they go along on their quest. Okay. They come from a naiad, I think is how you say it. Okay. So, so where are they, why are they going from place to, what are the, like, because if, do they hit the the places that we see in the movie? Like the Some Medusa, and then, uh. They, they do, yes, Medusa, that's a thing. And then the Parthenon in Memphis, um, and then. That's not a thing. And then the, uh, Lotus Casino. The Lotus Casino is a thing, yes. So why are they going to the, well, at least Medusa and... Well, I mean, they're traveling. They're places that they kind of end up at. So they're not like, we need to go here no. to get a thing. It's just like they end... Oh, right. that, and that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that's... 
That's a lot of that's a big difference. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and the thing that's so stupid that about that now to me is like because I wrote while we were watching this when they, he's like you get these pearls and they take and you travel and he's like and there's three of them and I'm like guys count <laughs> there's gonna be four of guys them. can no. you stop yeah. and count for five seconds and then and I'm like I swear to God if they get to the end and it's like this moment of like oh no. There's only three pearls. What are we going to do? I'm like, I will I, I will be so fucking mad. Like, if that's what happens. And that fucking happens. I was like, come on. Are you kidding me? Well, and it just, it makes me angry because there was no reason to change that. Yeah. Well, how, okay, let me ask this then. Because this is adding Lost in Adaptations things. Because, right. like, now that I know what's changed. So, how were they originally supposed to get out of Hades? Or if they're not using the pearls, how do they? Were they planning to no, get? No, they his... have they have the version of the pearls that are in the book. Oh, and that's how they were going to get out of yes, Hades. Yes, that's how oh, they were okay. going to get out. But they didn't like know the entire time. Oh, there are only three pearls, right. and blah blah blah. Okay. And did his mom still got kidnapped and everything? Right. Yes. Okay. So it wasn't him. So his motivation in this is I'm going to save my mom. I don't give a shit about the lightning bolt. In the book, it's. You, you go get the lightning bolt right, and your mom at the same go time. Go get the lightning bolt, and then he has this idea in his head that I can also save my mom right. while I'm doing this. Right. Like, that's his personal motivation yeah. Yeah. for doing it. This, is, this isn't even the same thing. This that's isn't even what I'm close saying. to the same thing. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> this isn't even close to the same thing. This is almost the worst adaptation than, uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, come at me. That's the worst Harry <laughs> Potter movie. We may one day talk about it, but holy shit, that movie made me so mad. Because it's, it's not even nearly as... Uh, doesn't change nearly this as many one, things as this. This one is pretty close to the top of my list. It doesn't... It doesn't make me as angry as Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children did. We'll get to that one day. We'll get there, day. ladies we'll, and gentlemen. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> I thought it was okay. All right, last one before we move on. In Lost in Adaptation, so is the bad guy... Because okay, I have to preface these questions. Is the bad guy still Luke? Kind of, sort of. Because in the movie, his motivation is so paper thin and, like, <laughs> he's, like... It's, like, it's the most shoehorned, like... Mm-hmm. Well, he's the bad guy. Uh, uh, fucking, he's the bad guy because he doesn't. He wants to get rid of the gods because he does. And I was like, "What? Oh, fine, <laughs> I guess. Like, okay, I guess." I was. Uh, I wrote this. Must be better explained in the book. Like, what his whole motivation for All right. this is. So, is it? <laughs> his motivation is basically the same, but he's not the main villain sort of okay because they don't you don't know that he's behind it until literally like the last chapter of the book one of the characters that they cut is Ares, the god of war Ares is in it yes why would they cut Ares? i don't know and he's he's well and in the book too he's like a really scary like biker like a hell's angels kind of yeah dude No, that's gross, actually. I don't like that. That's, that's cheesy. But anyways. Well, it's a kid's book. I know, but I also... Yeah. It's just another Come point. On. I hated the Hades was like a fucking washed up, like, rocker guy. I thought that was stupid, but... 
not stupid. I don't know. I just didn't like it. At least in the movie, the way he was portrayed, I mm-hmm. was like, this is not in- interesting. I would have been interesting. I would have liked it if they. I would have liked it more if they would have kept the. And it's Steve Coogan who's a good actor. But if they would have kept the exact same character, but had him played by Russell Brand, <laughs> that would have been awesome. That Russell Brand playing cool. Hades yeah. as like a fucking you know like a like a rock, yeah. like a weird rocker creepy guy would have been great. And they really fucking missed out by not casting <laughs> Russell Brand to play him. Anyway, sorry. So Ares is in the book. Yeah. And it's Ares that he has the showdown with at the end. Ares is the one who plants the lightning bolt on him before he goes down to see Hades. Where does he plant the lightning bolt with no shield? He's like he gives sticking him in his a pocket. Backpack. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's it's revealed at the very, very end that Luke is kind of like the puppet master here. He's been, well, I say say puppet master, sort of. He's kind of been like manipulating things behind the scenes. He was the one who stole the lightning bolt in the first place. Yeah. And he's kind of, he's been manipulating stuff to try to start this war among the gods. Right. Because he has daddy issues. (laughs) Yeah. Which that was... (laughs) I got that. I feel like they could have, they, and they, maybe there was a cut of this movie they could have done with an extra twenty minutes that would have helped flesh out some of that. Yeah, like I feel like they, because I kind of got that vibe of like the daddy issues and the, but like it was just he was only he was in the movie for five minutes, right? Like, and it, it and that guy's also a terrible actor. Yeah, it doesn't feel as paper thin in the book because they don't make him out to be the big bad, right? Right. And it's kind of like this last minute where it's setting up for the next book. Right, yeah. Rather than having this big showdown and... Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because he felt a lot to me, what it felt a lot like was like a Marvel villain. Yeah. Like a bad Marvel yeah. villain of like, oh, it I'm bad because... It was me all along. It was me I'm because evil. I don't like people. <laughs> I... I don't like God. It's bad. I'm a bad guy. Hi, I'm a bad guy. My daddy never loved me. Also, I was terrible in the host. <laughs> that guy, that kid's in the host. <laughs> he's one of, everybody was terrible in the host, but he's one of the two in the love circle. Oh, and God. Yes, he is a nightmare. Okay. That's all I got for Lost in Adaptation. Didn't you learn so much? I learned so much, and I it, what I learned is that Everything was lost in adaptation. <laughs> it was all lost. <laughs> you just chucked the in adaptation. Book. They were like, uh, what's the name of this thing? Percy Jackson? Yeah, that's his name. Uh, and there's lightning and gods. Uh, fuck the rest of it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's move on. It's time for Better in the Book. Katie, what was better in the book? Uh, everything. Everything. Um, everything. So, rather than trying to list every single thing that they changed, which would take me all night. Yeah. Um, we're just gonna hit a few high points. Let's hit the high points. Some general high points. One of the horrible, awful things that this movie does is reveal immediately who Percy is and who his dad is. Yeah. They're like, hey, what's up? You're Percy. You're uh, you're the son Which, of Poseidon. as I mentioned before, is one of the ways that this movie is dumbed down. Like, in the book, 
he doesn't know that he's a demigod and like until they get to camp half blood he doesn't know who his father is until capture the flag and we don't know either yeah like and, the, and it would the make reader, sense yeah the reader doesn't know it's a mystery but the movie fucking spoils it immediately Pierce Brosnan's like hey this is your daddy's Percy's or your daddy's beside Well, the movie, that's the thing that drives me nuts, is that the movie does not trust its audience. The movie thinks that the audience is dumb and stupid and needs to have everything handed to them. Yeah, they do a lot of, uh, let me explain this now. Yes. As we call it in the film industry, exposition. An avalanche of exposition. Yeah. Just fucking suffocate me under yeah. it, movie. Well, because I, I, th- I can imagine if, if this is what you're saying when you said he, he he just we figure out that he's Poseidon's son in the capture the flag game. I could see that being a really cool moment. We don't know who yeah. he is, yeah. And then he gets his ass kicked or whatever. Assuming that's mm-hmm. similar, I don't know. And then he's by the water, and then he like fucking starts water bending like a motherfucker. And we're like. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, he doesn't water bend. Well, in the book, I know, I know. But, and he, yeah. but yeah, oh, I mean, that's basically you know what I mean? how like, it plays out. Yeah, like we yeah. realize, oh shit, he's got water powers. Yeah, and it's a cool Besides moment. Sun. And it could have been a cool moment in yeah. the movie, too, except they didn't trust their fucking audience and dumbed it down yeah. to the point of nonsense. Yeah. Also, yeah. there are no voiceover gods talking to people in the book. Like, what a dumb, obvious mechanism. Fuck you, movie. Fuck Voice you. Voiceovers are pretty much always awful. Like, like yeah. almost always in a movie, if you have to use a, a, a disembodied voice to, like, say things, mm-hmm. you're failing at storytelling. Yeah. Usually. Not always, yeah. but a lot of the time, you're failing at storytelling. At least visually storytelling, which is the whole point of the medium of film. Yeah. Oh, and another way that the movie treats its audience like it's just a bunch of dumb fucking kids. Yeah. Percy doesn't, like, have this affinity for water in the book. He's not like, oh, I just love being in water and I can hold my breath for you seven mean, minutes. You mean the opening scene isn't a shot-for-shot shot rip-off of Ferris Bueller? <laughs> <laughs> With Cameron sitting at the bottom of the pool looking around. I totally expected fucking Ferris Bueller to dive in and pull him out. Ferris Bueller, you're my hero. Like, it's the opening of this movie is the exact shot of Cameron sitting at the bottom of the pool. No, that's not in the book, but of course we had to give him an affinity for water in the movie. So that our dumb audience (laughs) will know that he's Poseidon's son. Not like we already fucking told them that. In yeah. the opening yeah. scene. Well, that's the thing. If they would have done that, why you can do that? I, I actually don't mind the whole like he has an affinity for water. They they make it so explicit of yeah. like it's the only place I can think. I love the water. <laughs> Did you know I really love being in water? But then on top of that, like so that's fine if you want to do that to like illustrate right. that you ham-fisted know symbolism. I, sure. I, yeah, it's ham-fisted, but I can see it working uh, to an extent. But then, on top of that, to then just be like, oh, and he's Poseidon's son. Hey, 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 look, look, your, your dad, Poseidon, built this home for you. Look, it's got tridents in it. You're Poseidon's son. Poseidon, Poseidon. Like, do one or the other. Like, you yeah. don't, if you're going to, uh, stupid. I liked this movie, though. <laughs> Not really. I, it was okay. The ending sucked, but much of it was fine. 
not fun. Yeah, it's hard to explain. I I thought it was fun for a lot of it in the middle, and but a lot of it was dumb. I can see that. Yeah, and I could totally see the whole time while I'm watching it. Though I could totally see. I was like, yeah, if I read this book, I'd hate this movie. Like I can tell that they there's so much missing yeah. and changed, and like yeah. to fit it into a two hour movie and to make it like, yeah, this is nonsense. Like this has got to be well, nothing like the, the book. Thing, that's the thing that is mind boggling is that they could have fitted into a two hour oh, yeah. movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it not that long of a book. Could have been done, yeah. but for whatever reason, they chose to completely rewrite the story and change things that. Didn't, yeah. there, there was no reason yeah. for them to make 98% of the changes that they did. That's, that, there was no that, reason for that it. That was me when I was watching the fourth Harry Potter movie. I'm like, why? <laughs> there was no reason. It's so cool in the book. We'll get there, ladies I and know. gentlemen. We'll get there. <laughs> Other things that annoyed me. Yes. What else is better in the book? <sighs> so, in the movie world, there's like an immediate attraction between Percy and Annabeth. Well, yeah. Did you see them? They're beautiful. That's not in, that's not in the, I mean, they're 12 in the book. <laughs> oh, so. yeah, that's right. They're not, they're not. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Alexander Daddario, who played Annabeth in the movie, was 24 at the time of yeah. filming, so. Like, by the end of the book, it's implied that there's kind of like a cute crush right. kind of thing going on. And right. I think in... I haven't read any of the other books, but I'm pretty sure they do end up getting together. Yeah. But there's not, like, this immediate... <sighs> Who is she? Who is that? <sighs> so beautiful. Who's that guy? <laughs> Don't bring Grace be, too into this. Call back for any of our fans <laughs> Who's that guy? All right. Sorry. What else we got? What else is... Better in the book before we get to better in the movie. If there is anything better in the movie, we'll see. The third really, really big beef that I have with this adaptation, like the the big main thing, is that Rick Reardon, very obviously, when you read the book, puts a lot of time and effort and research into crafting a universe that both pays homage to and updates Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. And the movie not only ignores that, it fucking shits all over it. Yeah. Like, okay, let's take uh, the journey to the underworld as an example. Right. The underworld depicted in the movie is Christian hell. It's not Hades. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's Dante's Inferno. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, because Hades is just the afterlife yeah, in it's, Greek mythology. It's, not, it's kind it's of not, like a gloomy place. Yeah, but it's not but like, it's not fire, like and fire and brimstone and eternal suffering. Right. Like, like souls crawling right. up rock faces. And it's and, depicted... Although it is depicted that way in some other stuff, I feel like. Right. Like because, in Hercules, the animated Hercules, isn't it kind of... Well, it's dark and it's gloomy, uh, sure. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, continue. I didn't but, it, I mean, we could get into all of the ways that Greek mythology has been Christianized and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, we could get into that. <laughs> but Hades does not equal hell. Yeah. That's not a thing. And the book, I think, rather cleverly depicts it as kind of like a giant waiting room. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. the uh, DMV. Yeah. That sounds like hell. <laughs> 
It's like all like lines and like standing around waiting. I'll take the fire and brimstone. <laughs> if I'm being honest at this point, I'll take the fire and brimstone <laughs> over the standing in line. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. Okay, let's get into Persephone. Mm-hmm. Persephone's not in the book. Oh, really? Because there's no fucking reason for her to be in Hades. Well, he kidnapped her. Right? Isn't yeah, that what they say? he kidnapped her. And she says the line. She says this in this movie. She says, The only thing I look forward yeah. to is my allotted time away from this hellhole, which is supposed to be right fucking now because it's summer. Is that. I don't know how that works, but wait, what? In the myth of Persephone, okay. she gets to spend summers on her, on with oh. her mother, and she's with Hades in the winter. Oh, okay. She wouldn't fucking be there. Yeah, but then they couldn't put Rosario Dawson in And the they movie. make a point of mentioning that in the book, too. When they go to Hades, they're like, oh man, I really wish Persephone was here, because when he, she's around, Hades is less of a dick. Ah. And movie just, nah, nah, fuck that. Fuck all the research you did and all of the ways that you worked actual Greek mythology into this story. Fuck that. We want to put Rosario Dawson in a corset in our movie. I approve, movie. (laughs) I approve. (laughs) I mean, I don't, but... (laughs) Oh, man. Doesn't make any sense. No, no, it doesn't. She wouldn't be there. Also, they don't fight a Hydra. At all? at all. By the way, in that Hydra scene that was a note I had, I was like, that's way more water than would come out of a drinking fountain pipe. <laughs> like, way more water. Like, again, he's like a demigod of water, but he really breaks open the drinking fountain and a fucking Olympic-sized swimming pool amount of water forms a giant yeah. wall, and I was like, nah. <laughs> right, because it's Hercules who fights the Hydra. Yeah, it's one of the trials, right? Yeah. It's one it's of the Hercules' not trials. Perseus. No. It's, fuck, who cares? I care. I know. I agree. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm being. I care. I'm being, I care deeply. I'm being the writer. The, the in the writing room. Like, nah. Fuck. It's Greek. Fuck. It's fight the hydrant. But we give a shit. We're not making right. this word. We're dumbing it down again. Oh, oh, they already know what a hydra is, because that was already in another movie. So we'll just stick that in there again. Also, they don't go to Nashville. They go to St. Louis in the book. Whoa. Yeah. What do they do? Do they, like, fight under they the go, arch? They know. They fight up in the arch. What? Yeah. Just for people who don't know, we're originally from St. Louis, so. <laughs> That's a fun And you don't know how rare it is for our hometown yeah. to get a shout-out in yeah. media? Yeah, like, never. That's weird. They, who do they fight in the arch? That's where he fights the chimera. Oh, the how does it fit in the arch? How did well, it get up? Did it ride in the little tiny it's, elevators? It's god magic. It starts out as, like, a chihuahua. That's stupid. <laughs> That's stupid. So they get a chihuahua rides the little. Because yeah. uh, if, if anybody's ever been to the arch, the elevators that get you up to the top, it's like riding in a, in a uh, tumble dryer, basically. <laughs> like it's not much it's, bigger. It's about yeah. as comfortable. But, don't uh, go there if you're claustrophobic. Yeah, if you're claustrophobic Absolutely or don't do like not, heights, don't do don't not go, to, go the arch. to the arch. Otherwise, go because it's I mean, super go, fucking go cool. Go to the arch, sure. Don't go up in it. If you're not worried about this stuff, they'll go up in it because it's fucking yeah, it's cool. Yeah, cool. it's really cool. It's cool. You can see a lot up yeah. there. What else we got before we get to better in the movie? Anything else? I'm sure there are other things, but we gotta I get mean, good. We gotta keep moving. There, are, there are things. There are smaller things, but those are those are my big. Yeah. Like really, my biggest beef is that 
they just ignore all of the work that the author puts into yeah, building this world. It, it was a shallow... Yeah, it's shallow and it's dumbed down. It's it's a... Um, it's watery. Disrespectful adaptation. Yes, it's I very disrespectful. The way to put it. is Because you can change things and still respect the uh, intent yeah, and, the, and I agree. The, the craft of the original piece. But you can also change things and completely like not give a shit and just do whatever you want with it because fuck yeah, we're making this for kids. Who cares? They'll have a fucking Hydra shoots fire. They'll love it. We got a, we got a shield that we can make a toy out of and sell ten billion <laughs> of them for Christmas. It's fine. It's perfect. We'll hire Chris Columbus. He makes all those dumb movies. It's perfect. I mean, and that's that's the problem that I have with a lot of children's media. Like I I love a lot of kids movies. Yeah, a lot of them. But an equal if not greater amount of it is fucking stupid because people assume that kids are stupid and they're not spoiler kids aren't fucking stupid you're stupid (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're stupid and you think kids are stupid because you're stupid they're not stupid right like kids are just as smart as adults they just don't know as much yet but their the reasoning skills are still there yeah if you tell a story well They'll follow it. Yeah. They'll get it. You can't, you can't, I mean, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't show them, like, The Departed and expect them to follow it. But you can still tell a compelling, interesting, good story that's not dumbed down, and they'll, they'll be okay. They'll be okay. All right. Take note, children's media producers. I bet a bunch of them listen to our podcast. I bet we're they two do. episodes in and we're getting the whole sure, ear of Hollywood. I'm sure that every single person who has thus far subscribed has been a children's media. Elite. Media, media yeah. the hierarchy. It's yes. all of the who's who's. Uh, I best Chris Columbus, if you're listening, I actually do like most of your movies. I think you made two of the better Harry Potter movies. I appreciate you. Also, you made Miss Doubtfire. This movie's kind of stupid, though. Let's <laughs> move on to Better in the Movie. Anything, Katie, that's better in the movie? Better? No. <laughs> All right. Well, that's um, the end of better in the movie. <laughs> I think um, I liked the way that they visualized some things. Mm-hmm. I thought overall visually it was pretty yeah. cool. Like I, I like the I liked the way that they visualized how his dyslexia worked yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like that but it was also that's a very common thing to do like enough. they do the same basically the same thing in the uh terrible second earth transformers movie where sam <laughs> witwicky i've ever seen the second transformers movie we, we did it we were did it for kyle hates everything the second transformer movie he has like the same thing where he can like read transformer language or whatever the fuck no. it is and it, but it does like basic, <laughs> Autobot- yeah, yeah, yeah auto, auto bodies <laughs> auto bodies that's not <laughs> No, that doesn't um, work. He, uh, but it does like the same. It's it, it, but it does. It makes sense. It, it's a good. Yeah, it's cool. I think overall, a lot of visually, a lot of the stuff was um, cool because that's the one thing Chris Columbus can do is he can. Yeah. He can. He can. I, I, a I liked the way that they movie. did the Lotus Hotel sequence. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I, I thought that was. Pretty Although, yeah, sorry. There's, there's a, a little stupid thing. I thought it was really dumb that the pearl was just in a, on a random roulette table. In yeah, the, that is dumb, but like, that's not in the book at all. Yeah. So. I was just like, it's just 
they're using it as a random roulette ball at some <laughs> random table. Uh, all right, sure. I understand some of the choices they made for speeding things up. Yeah. I don't think they were all handled correctly, but I understand. Oh, well, yeah, you have their, to. Yeah, their reasons for cutting certain things, even though... It bothers me that they changed the Chimera to a Hydra and had them go to Nashville instead of St. Louis. I think that Hydra fight is a cool sequence. Yeah, yeah, that's neat. Although I, I say I thought a lot of the him flying was like the flying, the uh-huh. when they're him and Luke are flying. I thought was some of the weaker visual. Like they just kind of look, they look very uh, like old school Peter Pan on wires. Like the yeah. way they, fly. I don't know. It, it was all right. I just didn't. I didn't well, love it. Percy never flies in the. Oh, well, that makes book, sense because so. why would he? He's he's Poseidon's child, not... Well, I mean, that's actually, that's another way that they ignore the work of the Greek mythology references, because Zeus's domain is air. Yeah. So Percy doesn't want to travel by air, because then Zeus could fuck him up. Hmm. All right, anything else better in the book? No. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to final thoughts. Anything else before we hit which is better? I think you already know which one's better. All right. Any final thoughts? Anything else we need to cover before we wrap this up? This movie is disrespectful and dumbed down, as I said, to the point of sheer nonsense. They made changes that there were absolutely no reason for. Yeah. And then those changes just snowballed out of control. You change one thing and you keep to have, you have to keep changing things. Yeah. And I think they made a lot of mistakes <laughs> in the writer's room while this was being adapted. And I don't know, but I would be very curious to look up what the author, Rick Reardon, thought Thanks of, the of movie. this yeah. adaptation. Because I think it's garbage. Spoilers. He hates the movie. For more info on that, check out the article we posted on the This Film Is Lit Facebook page. You can also like and follow our Facebook page for more fun insights like that posted in between episodes. The guy who wrote this, I'm not sure why he got this, because his prior projects included Cheaper by the Dozen, Cheaper by the Dozen 2, the Scooby-Doo movie, and Conspiracy Theory, Did We Land on the Moon? Well, I don't know Spoilers, about, by the way. Yes, we landed on the fucking moon. I don't know about moon. the conspiracy theory one, but other than that, it sounds to me like this guy is a master of loose adaptations. Yeah. Yeah. Because Cheaper by the Dozen is also is based it? on a book. Is it? I didn't sort know Sort of. I mean, it's based on the premise of a book. Huh. So. Well, and most recently, he's written seven, a- seven episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., hmm. which is interesting, but anyways, I had one little thing. That's just, it's a stupid little nit like thing, but it just, I was like, that. He says at the end, he says, uh, something, uh, uh, Poseidon is talking. He says, that's why Zeus passed a law stopping gods from seeing their children. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Zeus, you mean made the law? He doesn't pass laws. When you're just <laughs> issuing laws by fiat as, as the king, as the king, you don't pass laws, you <laughs> issue them, you create them. <laughs> I don't know. It was just a stupid little line. But that's not in the book, actually. 
there's no like law that they can't. They're just assholes. Yeah, they're just assholes, <laughs> literally. Which is better. I know. That's how they that's are. What I'm saying that's it's how so much gods better. are. That's how because, the Greek gods yeah, are. That's how they are in mythology. But the movie shits all that's over so that. Stupid. That's 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 really bad. Cause that's uh, that's yeah. Cause it's like that's the whole point is that gods. The Greek gods are just shitty. They're just shit. That's the whole point is that they're just basically, they have flaws just like the rest of us. They just Mm -hmm. happen to be super powerful. (laughs) Uh, That's stupid. All right, let's get to it. Final verdict, which is better. Percy Jackson and the Olympians, colon, the lightning thief. Is the book better? Or is the film better? I think you know. I absolutely know, and I said it when before we started the movie. The, the book is world better. <laughs> Please don't watch this movie. Read the book. Just read the book. <laughs> there you have it. Just read the book. We're marking it up. We're now one to one. Yep. One one. One one. Princess Bride. Movie was better. Percy Jackson. And the Olympians. So not semicolon. Colon, <laughs> the lightning thief. Book's better. Before we go, I want to ask you guys to do one more thing for us. If you can, if you like the show, if you're enjoying what you're getting from us, do us a favor. Go to iTunes. Leave a five-star rating. Write a review. That really helps get our podcast out there. Move us up the list. Get us recommended to more and more people. So we would love if you could do that for us. Also, check out our Facebook page. We Facebook.com slash thisfilmislit. We'll be using the Facebook page eventually to sort of get requests. Uh, mm. We'll probably be putting our lists of future films and books we're going to do out there to kind of let you guys see what we're going to be doing and then potentially even say what you're most interested in so we can kind of adjust what we're doing based on that because we want to do what you guys want to hear, obviously. But we also have lots of ideas that we have coming down the pipeline, including our next film, which is... Arrival. Yes, Arrival. 2017's Arrival. Oh, 2016? 2016's 2016's Arrival. Starring a one Miss Amy Adams. Directed by Denis Villeneuve. Uh, Actually was maybe my favorite film of 2016, or if it was in my top three of 2016. One of the smartest alien movies I've ever seen. We need to see more. Not, not that the, that's not a that's not a that's not a slam against Arrival because it is a very smart, very very good alien movie. But there's a lot of really good ones. Right, that, it, is a, it, is, it. it is it is one of the really good ones. I love Arrival. It's great, but it's based on a novel, a short it's story. It's based on a short story uh, called uh, "Story of Your Life." Yes, or "Stories of Your Life." And I think the guy who wrote it, if I remember correctly, I looked it up. He's like a, a computer. I believe a so. computer guy. Like he's like he was like a big um, computer language or yeah, coding his, guy. His and name then... is Ted Chiang. Yeah, I'm not sure something how to like pronounce that. Yeah, his last I can't. Name. It's C H I A N G. I would guess a lot of the ideas with how the language works and that sort of mm-hmm. thing probably comes from his knowledge as a. I would assume a so. computer programmer, yeah. or whatever he did. Uh, maybe even he was a mathematician. I don't know. But I'm really looking forward to hearing how the story relates to the movie because I love the movie. And I thought it was a masterpiece of sci-fi. So it would be it will be very cool to to hear how the story, how it was uh, adapted. So yes, that's the next episode. In two weeks, we'll be doing Story of Your Life slash Arrival. This will be the first time where the titles are different. Yes, that will happen more often. <laughs> but this will be the first time we'll have to figure out what to title the episode. I'll probably call it the name of the movie just because yeah. more people have seen the yeah. movie. 
can also follow us on Goodreads, where we are keeping a running tally of whether the book was better or the movie was better. Thank you for once again listening to This Film is Lit.